Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. I'm going to talk about the Second Amendment today. I hope it's helpful to people. I'm not going to get into the deep discussions of all the different stupid Supreme Court analysis because that's a waste of time. I'm going to try to show people that the fundamental narrative you're stuck in is a, is a scam. It's a lie. And it proves that you are not free. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth about things like this. And I'm a self-certified master practitioner. I gave myself that award almost 20 years ago, and I awarded myself a lifetime achievement recently for all the fantastic podcasts I make. <laughs> all right, enough fooling around. Let's get the show started. So I want to make a show today about the Second Amendment, and I've made them before. They don't seem that popular, but I don't care because it's an important topic, and I think it's people need to start paying attention and it's just so instructive of the way the controlled opposition operates. The people believe in these constitutional conservatives and these organizations like the NRA and all this other crap and imagine that cases like Heller, oh, and said we have a right to have a gun. That these things, they can't see the way the whole system is a complete and total scam that has no chance of working and that nobody out there is actually for freedom. They're all controlled opposition. Nobody getting traction in this country, in the media, the government, is in any way on your side. They are there to keep you inside the game. And the Second Amendment is just such a great example. Every single thing about the public analysis of it is just upside down and utter nonsense. And it's because it's basically completely illegal to talk about the actual purpose of the Second Amendment in any way that actually matters. <laughs> so I have to be careful about the way I do it because, you see, when the country was so-called founded with the faked-up Constitution and they got rid of the Articles of Confederation, as soon as that happened, it was over. And if you can't see that the Civil War has proved that again and again, then you're blind. See, if the people aren't allowed to vote, to leave, form their own new country, and be free to go on their way, if that's not permissible, then the idea that the Constitution protects your rights is just an utter fantasy. And the Civil War has proved that again and again. Hundreds of thousands of people killed. It wasn't because the South was trying to run the North. They just voted, left, formed their own country, and said, leave us alone. <laughs> that's it. And that was not unacceptable for the Union. They had to go down there and kill everybody, force them back in, and then tell you that it's all about the consent of the people. And the Second Amendment is a great example of the way controlled opposition functions. See, when the states are forming a government, even if you just assume that it was valid, a valid vote, and there was consent or anything else, none of which are true, and I've done the Spooner series and showed people that over and over again, but even if you just want to follow the narrative, there's absolutely no reason at all why states, prior to the time of agreeing to having a federal government, 
would insist that they have to have amendments added to make sure that the states themselves don't engage in certain conduct. <laughs> you see that? See, that doesn't make any sense. The, the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to the states. It doesn't make sense. You don't have to have the people of one state don't need protection from the people of another state and or all the other states in order to prevent the people from within the same state of doing something to themselves. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You don't look to an exterior force of people that you don't control in order to protect you from the actions of yourself. That's not what a competent human being does. That's not what any business does. That's not what the constitutional amendments are about. But that's how people imagine it works now, that the federal government tells people and tells the states what they can and can't do based upon these amendments. And the Second Amendment is just such a great example of it. There's absolutely nothing in the Constitution that would allow the federal government to regulate the individual ownership of firearms of any sort. Nothing. There's nothing in there. And so the Second Amendment has nothing to do with the analysis of whether or not the federal government can or can't do it. <laughs> it's just it's just nothing to it. First thing you have to do is go into the Constitution and find where the government was given the authority to regulate the firearms of individuals in the states. And it's not there. It's just not there. And if it was there, there would have been so much discussion about that. You think of people who just fought a long war against a tyranny who were concerned about another tyranny would agree to give the federal government that authority? <laughs> it's just idiotic. And that's why the anti-federalists were right about all the Bill of Rights, that they would just be misused over time. And they have been. And they have been. But any discussion of your so-called Second Amendment rights immediately misframes the entire discussion. You don't have Second Amendment rights. That's, that's not what there is. The Second Amendment doesn't give you any rights. It says what the government can't do. It just says what the government can't do. Well, the government already can't do it because there's nothing in the Constitution that says they can do it. That's why the Bill of Rights is such a nonsensical thing, because it confuses the entire issue and makes it appear as though you only have rights if they're protected by the amendments. If the government is limited by the amendments, then they can't do something. But if the amendments don't limit the government, then it can do something. But that's not the way the document's constructed. So if you're not allowed to limit the firearms of the people, how do they get limited? Well, the states themselves. See, the people get to control the state that they're in. And the idea that the Second Amendment is about protecting your family and learning how to use a firearm to protect your family is just utter, complete nonsense. The fact that there are so-called organizations that represent so-called Second Amendment rights and freedom say that the federal government doesn't allow to limit your right to protect yourself, um, it's just a sad statement on how far gone the people are. If our government is so unbelievably huge and powerful, 
that we have to worry about the government limiting our rights and our ability to protect ourselves from criminals, to protect our family from people who have bad intentions and seek to harm us, then the idea that this government is limited is absurd. There was no such thing as a police force when the Constitution was ratified. No such thing. You had a sheriff. That's it. He was locally elected. That's all. You didn't have all these agencies everywhere. The idea that the Second Amendment has anything to do with personal protection is preposterous. The only reason it's there is so that the people could be sure that they could arm themselves sufficiently to put down the federal government if it ever got out of hand. That's it. And as soon as you have a government that's permitted to claim that it's based upon the Declaration of Independence and calls it an organic law of the United States and places it in the U.S. Code right at the beginning and then turns and outlaws any discussion of actually overthrowing the government or using the Second Amendment or doing anything that's in the Declaration of Independence, you no longer have a country that's free. See, if the government is permitted to outlaw discussion of using the rights that are set out in the Declaration of Independence and that are supposedly protected by the Second Amendment, well, then there is no way to prevent the government tyranny that occurs. And anyone can look around and see that. You can't get organized to fight an entity which uses force, which is the government, to enforce whatever policies it cares to. You can't fight an organization like that if you're not allowed to discuss using the same tactics it uses, which is force and violence. But they have. They've outlawed any discussion of it. So the discussion of the Second Amendment is a complete and total waste of time because everybody's driven into this concept that the Second Amendment is somehow about protecting your family. And the Heller decision that everybody talks about being so fantastic. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, why do people love that opinion? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't help us. It hurts us. I mean, Scalia himself says, like most rights, the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. It's not a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever in any manner or whatsoever and for whatever purpose. Oh, it's not? Well, what is it then? Shall make no law infringing. What is it? <laughs> See, they, they claim that the federal government can, of course, prohibit firearm possession by dangerous people. Well, who decides who's dangerous? <laughs> who decides? The government. Forbid firearm possession in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings. Well, I don't understand. What's the purpose of having a Declaration of Independence and a Second Amendment if the government can forbid all of that? It can also impose conditions on the commercial sale of firearms. These are all presumptively lawful restrictions the federal government can apply. It also eliminates the ability to carry weapons if you're convicted of felonies, if you're, in fact, if you're domestic violence, so therefore you might be dangerous to someone else. Well, if the federal government can just make up laws that then make it illegal for you to have a firearm, and they can make it illegal for you to discuss overthrowing the government, then whatever rights you think you have, they're fantasies. How could anybody believe that the purpose 
of the Second Amendment was to make sure that you can protect your family. <laughs> I don't get it. I, why do people accept something that preposterous on its face? I don't understand. See, you, people w want me to give all these elaborate legal arguments. Well, the legal arguments, there's nothing to be had. There's nothing to be made. If you can't see that a free people, under no circumstances, need some type of written protection against the government, preventing them from protecting themselves against criminals, well then, we just live in totally different universes. If you think that the government panels and the government itself is the one that gets to stand in judgment of whether or not you have a right to protect your family and whether or not you've been convicted of a made-up government crime, gun possession, illegal gun possession, <laughs> drugs, now you're violent. Well, if you think that the government can be in charge of writing the laws, interpreting the laws, and then enforcing the laws, and then taking your right to have a gun away from you, and that somehow you are in fact free, there is no getting through to somebody like that. See, that's delusional. Oh, well, so just anybody should be able to carry anything they want? Yeah, they should be, unless the state itself wants to limit it. Not the federal government, the state. The people control the laws of that state. That's the way our system's set up. Now, personally, I don't even buy into this state system because it's corrupt as hell. But at minimum, that's, that's the way the system we have, the federal system we have, is structured. That's all. And the courts used to understand that back in the 19th century. They understood that the federal government's not in charge of any of this. It's left to the states. But now it's just morphed into this concept that the Second Amendment is about defending yourself and your family. I hear endless people get on the air and radio, and they talk about how you need to go to learn how to use a firearm correctly, and they certainly understand that, and all these things need to be registered and kept in these certain ways. And all. <laughs> uh, It's totally and completely contradictory to the idea that the people have to be armed to the teeth to make sure the government never gets out of control. As soon as you get away from that concept, as soon as you do, and you start going down this idea of personal protection against criminals as opposed to protection against the state, as soon as you do, it's over. You're going to lose. As soon as you allow the government, when an amendment says, shall make no law infringing, to interpret it in all these ways as though it has to do with the militia and all this other miscellaneous crap, <laughs> as soon as you do, it's over. And... The fact that the government claims the rights to have all these restrictions. You have to have a federal firearm license. Okay, well, why? How? How is that not a restriction? I, I don't understand why people are okay with this. I don't understand why they can't see that these organizations that support this kind of stuff are not on your side. And that as soon as you allow a government to make laws and hire armed goons to run around enforcing laws that say the people are not allowed to discuss getting rid of the government. They're not allowed to discuss it. <laughs> You're not allowed to discuss it. You're only allowed to discuss using the system itself, which is the government, to somehow change the government. The entire purpose of the Declaration of Independence is to say that when the government gets out of hand, the people are allowed to overthrow it.
As soon as you allow a government that purports to be existing as a result of the Declaration of Independence and then turns and outlaws the people from doing what's in the Declaration of Independence while at the same time sending the mixed message that the Declaration of Independence is an organic law of the United States and then have all these contradictory concepts running around in people's minds being pushed by constitutional conservatives about voting and supporting it and loving on the Civil War. As soon as you have all that, the people are so hopelessly confused that they can never sort it out. And people like me who come along and explain it to them very simply, we're just called kooks and we're marginalized. And if you step over the line, they'll just shut you down. And the men with the guns, the government men with the guns, will come and arrest you and put you into a cage and force you in front of a kangaroo government court and make you explain yourself on using government rules and government interpretation, and that's it. That's all there is. See, that's all there actually is. All of the other discussion about your freedom is an illusion, a fantasy. Because at any time, as I showed you in that entire episode I did, that showed you that if the government violates your rights... They can still arrest you for resisting arrest, and you will still go to prison. So if you're not allowed to defend yourself against government overreach and government men with guns coming to enforce something that they have no right to enforce, which is a violation of your rights, and if you resist that, and you can still be put in prison for resisting the unlawful use of government force against you, then you're not actually free. So you're not actually free, and as soon as you allow these kinds of discussions to be shaped the way they are and to put you into the box, which is the Second Amendment argument box that exists now, it's over because you have allowed the government to stand in judgment of what the government can do to you and your so-called rights. As soon as that's the case, they're not rights. See, as soon as the government is allowed to outlaw the people organizing with their own militia, to overthrow the government and get rid of it, <laughs> then you're not free. You're not free. And what is the militia? What's the National Guard? Well, who do they swear an allegiance to? Go look their oath up. The Constitution of the United States. Well, I don't understand. If they're sworn to uphold the Constitution of the United States and they're inside of a military, federal hierarchy that they must obey then the idea that the militia can protect the people of the state from the overreach of the federal government is absurd and once again proves that the Second Amendment is a complete and total fraud the way it's interpreted. It's all. You either have a right in the states to defend yourself against federal overreach and the people themselves either have a right to discuss getting rid of the government or they don't. And the Civil War proves that peacefully voting to leave is not allowed. They will come and kill you. <laughs> and people don't see it that way. And so the idea that if you can't even peacefully do it, and you're outlawed from discussing violently overthrowing it, that you're not actually free in any form or fashion. So you're not actually free. And if the only entity who's entitled to pass judgment on whether or not you have a right against that entity is the entity itself, well, then you don't actually have a right. I just, so many people would be on my side. They want the right thing. They want freedom. 
small government. But then they are tricked, fooled, and driven into this dead end called the Constitution and constitutional conservatives. And a guy like Scalia, who's writing this opinion, acting as though we need to make some kind of distinction between protecting yourself, your home with a handgun, (laughs) versus anything else, is absurd. He's not on your side. These people on the constitutional conservative movement are not on your side. They are on the side of the federal government, period. It's just so difficult for people to see this fundamental con that's going on. And until these kinds of things are recognized, we have no chance at freedom. As long as people are looking to the Constitution and the Supreme Court and constitutional conservatives and the interpretation the Supreme Court's given of all these different things that make no damn sense together and have nothing to do with freedom and in fact prove you are not free, as long as people are this fundamentally confused, you, your children, your children's children have no chance. They will continue to build an electronic prison and shut it down. The only answer is massive decentralization. The only way that can happen is through education of the people. People have to hear the truth, the kind of truth I try to tell people, and that's why it's just not discussed anywhere. It's not out there because the truth is so radical and so obvious once you see it. And the government that is standing there pretending to be on your side is such a fraud. And the people who are pretending to be on your side and constitutional conservatives out in media are such fundamental frauds that once people see it, they'd be so angry. There'd be torches and pitchforks in the streets overnight. So they make sure that nobody ever finds out the truth. That's the reality. That's the reality. You're not free if the government can outlaw any discussion of the people getting rid of it and overthrowing it. You're not free. You're trapped inside a system where you must go through the same government that you're complaining about, tyrannous system of corruption in order to try to get out from under the tyranny and corruption of the system. That can never work. That can never work. (laughs) It's not a matter of getting the right people in. The, The structure can't work to do what you imagine. The Second Amendment proves it. No free people needs an amendment to make sure that they're allowed to protect themselves against criminals. And the very fact is huge numbers of people in this country and huge number of so-called justices disagree with you even having that right. They disagree with that. They would take even that right away and require you be dependent upon the state for protection. (laughs) It's just ludicrous. It's ludicrous until people can get out of this self-identification with the idea of the freedom machine and the Constitution and swearing an allegiance and being a hero and upholding and protecting and thinking that's about freedom. Until you can get out of that, we have no chance. No chance at all. Oh, my God. It's just very frustrating to me. It's just, it's very, very frustrating to me that something this obvious is completely buried and people act like it's kookery and that people are never exposed to it. And even when they hear about it, they disregard it, and they go right back to defending the Constitution, defending piece-of-shit organizations like the NRA that are working against you, defending constitutional conservatives who run around and tell you that you have a right to protect your family, as though that's something to give money to. It's asinine that we'd ever have such a discussion. Utterly asinine. (laughs) It's so far from a free country. It's so, so far. Until people wake up and accept that, 
there's no possible way to fix it. As long as they think they live in a freedom machine and the Constitution just needs to be tweaked and enforced and all these other things, it, it, there's no chance. And that's why that's the only argument you ever hear out in public. So that's why. Because there is no threat whatsoever to the tyranny and the system so long as the Overton window of discussion is kept within the box it is. So, well, that's it. I don't know. I don't even... Honestly, I don't even want to say anything else about it. I, if people can't understand arguments this basic and fundamental and, and want to continue to revert back to these elaborate, sophist kinds of games, then that's what they're going to do. So, you know, the people who listen to my show, they know the truth. Just so few people are willing to accept the truth. That's all. So, so that's it. I don't care. If you want to follow me, follow me. I'm legal man at U.S. Law Review. If you don't, I don't care. I really don't care because it's becoming clear as day to me that the vast majority of people are totally and completely unreachable. Their brainwashing is way too deep. <sighs> I want to thank the people in Patreon who support my show, who actually do give a shit about their kids and their grandkids and want to give us a fighting chance because the only possible chance is to at least get the word out there in some form or fashion. At least have it out there. <laughs> oh God. Well, whatever. I don't, I don't. There's nothing else to say about it. I'm just. I, I just. I'm pissed off about it because I get so sick of seeing this stuff. So sick of people defending the Constitution. So sick of it. They have no idea what they're talking about. None. Just repeat silly government civics class kind of narratives and stupid shit from constitutional conservatives making millions of dollars being pushed by the system and they still can't see how obvious that scam is. Wow. Alright, that's it. I'm wrapping it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Thanks so much. I get to check your shirt on the way out. More quash. More quash.